This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 348. In today's episode, I'm looking for feedback from my listeners. And by that, I mean, what are you hoping for in the next Fujifilm camera? So as I talked about in episode 346 at the recent Fujifilm X Summit on May 24th, 2023, Fujifilm announced the new XS20 camera body, which is geared more towards content creators. Now, this camera body is an upgrade from the XS10, sporting a larger battery and grip, and with the fifth generation processor, has the same advanced AF system as the X-T5 and the X-H2 cameras. It has an actual vlog mode on the PSAM dial, which enhances its capabilities for shooting videos of yourself for YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram stories. This mode activates product showcase, which makes certain when you put an object between yourself and the camera, the camera will focus on the new item in its field of view and then go back to you again when you lower the item. But other than the XS20 and the new XF 8mm f3.5 lens, Fujifilm did not mention any other camera bodies or lenses. Now, most of us were hoping for a new flagship X-Pro4, but we didn't even get a development announcement. This was very disappointing for many of us on many levels, and we are left hoping there will be another X-Summit this summer or fall with more camera bodies announced at that time. So now I want to ask you, what do you want to see in a new Fujifilm body? Are you looking for an X-Pro4, an X-E5, an X-T40, or the next X100? What are the features and new technology that you want to see in any of these new bodies? Do you think Fujifilm needs IBIS and more bodies? What about that new 40 megapixel sensor that's in the X-T5 and X-H2 and the fifth generation processor? Now, I personally don't think most of these bodies need IBIS or 40 megapixels. I would much rather see a next generation X100 model with the new fifth generation 26.1 megapixel stacked sensor and the same for the X-Pro4 and the X-E5. I would also like to see the next X100, if there will be one, I'd like to see them upgrade the ND filter to eight stops for even more flexibility. The next X100 model would seriously benefit from that new stack sensor, which has more capabilities with also having faster readout and getting rid of that pesky jello effect when you're panning. The question now is, how many of these camera lines will continue going forward? 
Generally, when a camera company discontinues a body, it's because they're ready to announce its replacement in the lineup. But thus far, Fujifilm has discontinued many bodies this year, and yet nothing new was announced. I personally think the X-T10 line is dead, as instead of releasing an X-T40, they did a second edition of the X-T30 called the X-T30 Mark II. And now they've already discontinued that body as well, with no replacement mentioned. The X-T10 line was a popular consumer-level body, but with the new XS line, it looks like they're only moving forward with that camera line and possibly not making any more of the X-T10 series. The XE line is also considered an entry-level rangefinder body, and it looks like they might be killing off that camera line as well, unless they are waiting till the end of the year to announce replacements for both of these body lines. Now, there are rumors that they are planning a third-generation uh, GFX100 body, which is confusing to me since they already have done two of that line and two of the GFX50S line as well, and yet they've only ever done one GFX50R. Now, some people say the GFX50R didn't sell as well as Fujifilm had hoped, so it's possible that they might be killing off that line as well, which is very disappointing for me as I love my GFX50R, but I would also love a new version with the newer edition of the 51.4 megapixel sensor, and I'd like it to have phase detect autofocus to replace the lame contrast detect AF that my current body has. That's all I'm asking for, just a new generation of the sensor and some better autofocus. So what are your thoughts? What are you hoping for in the next Fujifilm body? Are you hoping for more bodies with the 40 megapixel sensor or more of them to have the 26.1 megapixel stack sensor? Are you hoping for more bodies with IBIS or maybe better battery life? More bodies with the fifth generation sensor and the more advanced AF system. Let me know your thoughts in the Facebook group and tell me what it is that you're dreaming for from Fujifilm. Now, today's episode is a bit of a short one, and I apologize. I just didn't have anything planned in advance uh, until the last minute, and I meant to record this uh, Wednesday night, and instead I'm recording it Thursday morning, the day it releases. But another thing that I found interesting that I want to add on to the tail end of this episode is the crazy amount of popularity around Fujifilm bodies as of late. Now, I've talked before in the recent episodes about how the X100V is nearly impossible to get. Nobody has it in stock. Now, I reached out to B&H Photo, and they told me that they are still getting X100Vs in, but they're all immediately taken for pre-orders. So the good news is if you want one, you can still order one from B&H and they didn't give me an idea of how long it would take for you to get yours, but you will get it eventually. But another thing that's intrigued me is it's not just the X100V. Before they were discontinued, quite a few of these Fujifilm bodies were getting very hard to find. The X-Pro3 line was getting hard to find. The X-E4 was getting hard to find. The X-T30 was even getting more difficult to find right before these bodies were all discontinued. 
So I don't know if it is all due to the TikTokers that created the craze for the X100V. I'm thinking it might be. But there's just so many Fujifilm bodies, even older ones, that are getting harder and harder to find. And if you can find them, the markup is on them is now ridiculous. Let me give you an example. In a recent uh, couple of videos on YouTube from a couple of the channels that I follow, there was a couple of photographers from Europe that were talking about how wonderful the Fujifilm X-M1 is. Now, this is a digital mirrorless interchangeable lens camera in the Fujifilm X series that was announced back on June 25th of 2023 or 2013. So this is a 10 year old body. It uses Fujifilm's X-Trans CMOS sensor. I think it's the first generation of the sensor, the 16 megapixel, or maybe there was a 12 megapixel one before that. I cannot remember, just being honest with you. Uh, it was nearly identical to its sister model, the XA1, which uses the Bayer filter instead of the X-Trans. But the thing I found interesting is both of these YouTubers that I follow did videos on this body and how wonderful it is. Now, this is more of a point-and-shoot style body. Even though it does have interchangeable lenses, it does not have a viewfinder. So you've got to do all your shooting using the rear LCD, which I'm not a huge fan of. But it is an absolutely beautiful camera, and it makes amazing images. It's super compact and lightweight. Uh, Chris Orange, the one gentleman that I follow, says that it's more of a carry-along-with-you-on-vacation camera for taking pictures of your family and stuff like that. But the thing that I found interesting is both Chris and the other gentleman whose video I watched, and they both released videos just in the last couple of months about this Fujifilm body, said that when they bought theirs, they got them on eBay, I think it was, for like a hundred bucks or the equivalent of a hundred bucks in euros or pounds. But the interesting thing is when I looked up this camera body on eBay, the cheapest I could find one was for 350 to $400. So apparently it's not just the X100V that's having its price driven up by the huge demand all of a sudden. Because the XM1's been out for over 10 years, and it was selling for about 100 120 bucks for a used one on eBay. And now all of a sudden, they're three, four, and $500 on eBay. So the craze around Fujifilm cameras doesn't seem to be dying down. It doesn't look like it's going to die down anytime soon, which I just find interesting. And it's great for Fujifilm because more of their cameras are selling. They're becoming more and more popular with more and more shooters. But I just do find it intriguing that there's suddenly all this craze around Fujifilm cameras. Now, I can certainly understand it. I love Fujifilm cameras myself. I'm glad I switched from Canon, and I'm not dissing Canon. But I love the fact that Fujifilm has so many of their bodies that are designed to make you feel like you're still doing film photography with all the manual dials and buttons and controls and the aperture ring on many of the lenses, Fujifilm has done a wonderful job of giving us that film feeling when we're out shooting with a modern digital camera. And I think that's a great thing. Like I said before, a lot of people cried, if you will, about the rear LCD on the X-Pro3. 
the fact that the screen is always hidden unless you flip it down. That instead, you get the sub-panel that shows you a little square graphic representation of your film simulation, just like in the old days when we would tear off a flap on our film box and tuck it in that little holder on the back of the camera to remind us which film we were shooting with. I never really understood why so many people were crying about that design choice. I thought it was a brilliant idea. I love my X-Pro3. for ex That's one of the main reasons why I love that camera. As I've said before, I'm a person that doesn't chimp every time I take a photograph. I know what I'm doing with my camera. I've been shooting for nearly 40 years. So I don't need to immediately look at the final results on the rear screen. Both my X-T4s. I keep them both with the rear LCD facing inwards all the time. And I hardly ever flip the screen out and rotate it around unless I'm using it to shoot video of myself. And the XE4, which has a always facing outward rear LCD, I have that LCD turned off when I'm shooting because I don't do any chimping. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what Fujifilm might have in store for us later on this year. Hopefully they'll do at least one more X Summit, maybe during the summer or this fall, or maybe they'll do a couple of more because they'll have a bunch of announcements and they'll spread it out across a couple of more X Summit events. But for now, all we can do is wait and see. And hopefully some of us will get those new cameras with the features we want. But let me know in the comments on the Facebook group. Go in there and post on the posting for this episode. Just go ahead and post in the comments for this episode in the Facebook group what you would like to see in a new Fujifilm body this year or next year. You know, do you want to see an XE5? And if you do, what would you like it to have? Do you want a new X100? If so, what would you like it to have? And so on. I'd really like to hear from you, my listeners. And I want to thank you all again for supporting the show. It is greatly appreciated. All right. That is going to wrap up this episode. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 348 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also, make sure you stop by and check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel, turn on all notifications, and make sure you enter my 10,000 subscriber giveaway. You can find all of the details and the official rules in the show notes for this episode. 
and make sure you get your entries in for a chance to win a Yolanzi Umbra travel tripod. I'll be giving one of those away once my channel hits 10,000 subscribers. Now, I haven't had a whole lot of traction on this contest for some reason. I don't know why, because that tripod is a very nice one, and it's, it's a $100 prize. So it's not super expensive, but it's not super cheap either. However, if I don't start seeing more of an uptick, I may upgrade this giveaway and offer the upcoming Viltrox 27mm Pro Lens that will be coming at some point this year. At least I believe it's going to be this year. Uh, I recently made a post on Instagram about Viltrox and their lenses. Uh, actually, I, I commented on one of their official channel, uh, official account posts on Instagram. And I asked them, I said, when are, are you planning more Pro Series lenses like the 75mm f1.2 Pro? And they replied back and said, yes, the next one will be a 27mm. Now, they didn't give me any specifics, but I'm hoping that like the 75, it's going to be an F1.2 Pro lens. And if it is, and I don't start getting more traction with the giveaway on my YouTube channel with the current prize, I just may offer one of those lenses as an updated prize for the giveaway. And you're probably looking at more like a $550 value. So we'll see how things go, but make sure you get your entries in. Thank you again, as always, for subscribing to the show. If you're not currently a subscriber, why not? It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you a thing. And I have a massive catalog of episodes that you can go back and listen to as you're doing your chores around the house or working in your office, driving back and forth to work or on vacation, whatever the case may be. Make sure you give the show a listen. Go through some of those back episodes. I've had some wonderful interviews with super talented photographers and videographers over the years. Quite a few recent interviews that if you haven't heard yet, you definitely want to go back and listen to, like when I had Chris Nichols and Jordan Drake from Petapixel on the show recently, as well as Dr. Larry Tiefenbrunn, owner and inventor, CEO of Platypod. That was another wonderful episode. And Ellie Ringo will be coming back soon. I know it's been a while since she's been on the show, but she's been super busy. And if you didn't already know, she did recently get married. So congratulations to you, Ellie. All mine and Tina's love and support. And I'm so excited for your new acting career, the new phase in your acting career that you hinted about online recently. I can't wait to hear more about that. All right, that's it, everybody. I will see you all again on Sunday.